We all know the ServiceNow ecosystem needs more developers and admins. Well, this time I talked to someone to share information about a program that can change the lives of your friends and family. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast. Here's your host, Chuck Tomasi. Hello, ServiceNow admins, builders, developers, and of course, all the curious individuals that I address with the utmost love and respect. Welcome to Breakpoint, the ServiceNow developer podcast, where we bring you the latest tools, tips, and tradecraft to accelerate your career. In this episode, I've got the wonderful pleasure of talking to the beautiful Tracy Miller, Senior Manager of Project Management. That's a heck of a title. How are you today, Tracy? I am fabulous, thank you. How are you? Living the dream. We'll go with that. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Well, before we begin, I always like to get to know our guests. This is your first appearance. It's an audio podcast, so we'll, we'll just say appearance. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, where to begin? So I have actually been a part of the ServiceNow ecosystem since about 2011 as a customer. And then came to ServiceNow in 2014 to be a trainer. Uh, Dream job for me. Enjoyed it for many years. And then joined the NextGen team where I manage our uh, programs for military veterans and their families. You've been here for eight-ish years. How have we not crossed paths before this? That's a wonderful question. I've actually admired you from afar. Creepy. (laughs) (laughs) You and that bow tie for a lot of years. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. We have way too much fun on this podcast. I listen to some of the other competitive companies and they go, they don't have as much fun as we do. (laughs) Then what's the point, I would ask? Exactly. If you're not having fun, why do it at all? And then it just becomes work. Nobody wants that. That's a four-letter word. For sure. When you're not at work, what do you enjoy doing? Well, you know, it's been different since the pandemic started because I just don't get out much. I don't travel much. So we um, we did our backyard, kind of expanded it and got a fire pit and jacuzzi and the whole nine yards. And so we really spend most of our time there um, with the occasional bottle of wine. You're not alone. I had a friend, uh, we did some home improvements as well, and I had a friend that called that Investin' in Nestin. I love that. All right, let's jump into it. What is this NextGen program of which you spoke? So NextGen was actually created um, back in, I want to say, the end of 2018 um, to address the talent gap that we have in the ServiceNow ecosystem. Um, we're here to support the growth of partners, customers, and even ServiceNow. And we do that by providing training opportunities for traditionally marginalized populations, including veterans. And um, we provide skills-based training and practical exercises and group projects and professional development. We provide a mentor for all of our participants and then resources for employment. So these marginalized communities, what do you do? Go out and find a group of you know, gnomes and say, hey, you want to be a certified system administrator? Oh, they'd be pretty marginalized, wouldn't they? <laughs> They're hard to find. <laughs> I imagine so. And, you know, to be 
perfectly honest, it it can be tough to find. Um, we're doing a pretty good job of filling cohorts, but it can be tough to sort of meet people where they are, right? Um, but if we want to address the talent gap in the ServiceNow ecosystem, we cannot rely on traditional avenues. So we've got to go out and find them. And that's exactly what it means. It means going out and finding them. Um, in the veteran space, uh, we have a SkillBridge program. Um, NextGen is an authorized SkillBridge provider, which means we get to bring those uh, service members into our program while they're still on active duty. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're in their last six months of service. So they're actually still being paid by the Department of Defense. And they're with us through this 16 weeks. And of course, we had to go through all the paperwork and proof of concept and everything with the Department of Defense. But that's really how we reach um, the transitioning service members. And we use LinkedIn an awful lot as well to you know, network and reach veterans and, and their families. We'll take uh, military spouses and we'll even take dependent kids because moving around your whole life is pretty hard. And so sometimes they're in their 20s and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. So we'll take them into our programs as well. Um, we also partner with organizations like Code Differently, for example. Um, that's kind of a, a coding um, boot camp that mm-hmm. has the same philosophy that we do. And so they help us to seat our programs. That They'll go through Code Differently, um, and then they'll go through our program, or they'll go through our program without going through the entire Code Differently program. But we partner with a lot of organizations to try to help find uh, people that want to break into tech and just haven't had the opportunity. So tell me about the structure of this. How long does it take? What's the commitment from each student? And what is the outcome? Is it, is it CSA or what's that look like? So we, while we're trying very hard to have sort of a standard global program, um, we have to realize that our audiences are different, right? Mm -hmm. So in the UK, they do a nine-week program and their focus is on application development. So they'll receive a CSA voucher through ServiceNow Fundamentals, and then they'll also receive an AppDev voucher through the um, AppDev Fundamentals course that they take. Here in the States, we do, uh, we've got two separate programs. We've got what we call our AMS reskilling program. And that can be a lot of different audiences. Um, We'll work with um, uh, historically black colleges and universities to recruit um, students that way. And through organizations like Code Differently, that program is a 12-week program. And it's more implementer focused where they'll take the ITSM fundamentals and implementation. So they get two vouchers out of that course as well. They'll get the ServiceNow Fundamentals and the ITSM uh, Certified Implementation Specialist voucher. And then SkillBridge, because we're fortunate enough to be able to bring them in while they're still active duty, is actually a 16-week program. And they get seven ServiceNow instructor-led courses, um, along with military transition training and a lot of like career skills development, project-based learning, and things like that. And then they get three vouchers, the ServiceNow Fundamentals, ITSM Implementation, and AppDev. Oh, so you could get your certified app dev out of one of these programs for in just a few weeks. Yeah, I'll be honest. We do not encourage them to take the implementer and the app dev exam uh, while they're in the training. The vouchers are good, good for a year. And um, 
ServiceNow recommends a bit of experience before they go and sit for those exams. Uh, but we try to give them the tools that they need so that they can, you know, jump into employment, hit the ground running, provide immediate value, and start gaining experience so that they can go take those two additional certification exams. And that's similar to the recommendation we have for everybody else as well. It's like you don't go to the three-day you know, system fundamentals course and then rush right out and take your exam. That experience, I swear there's questions on that CSA that need experience that were never covered in the course. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I missed something while I was taking notes, but it seemed like you really had to have that experience to answer some of those questions accurately. Yeah, and as hard as we try to teach concepts um, so that they have a good understanding of the concepts when they go in to take those exams, there's nothing that beats real world experience. Now, we were talking a little bit before we recorded this, and and you were telling me about the approach that the NextGen program has a different say, lineup than a traditional take a course, take a course, take a course. Tell me a little bit about that. Right. So since we are cohort-based and we've got the same students with us for either 9, 12, or 16 weeks, um, we try to use that to our advantage. Um, In the UK, they will have the same instructor for all of their ServiceNow instructor-led classes. Here in the Americas, we do different instructor instructors for each instructor-led class. However, we have training assistants that are with us for the entire length of the program. Okay. So we break the students up. We might have a hundred person cohort. Wow. I know. And that's what we're shooting for, for July. We have got for our July skill bridge cohort, we have got 80 offers out so far. And, you know, our goal is a hundred participants. And so we're trying to take the burden off of the instructor. I know when I was a trainer, if I had stepped into a virtual class of a hundred students, I probably would have had a panic attack. Um, so we've done everything that we can to sort of alleviate that stress for the instructor and let them just focus on delivering the content. We break those students up into uh, 12, 10 to 12 person learning pods. And each learning pod is assigned a training assistant. And that training assistant and that group of 10 to 12 students, they are together for the entirety of the program. So um, this, the cohort that we're, we're in right now is the first one that we've done this with. And we've been stunned by the success. Um, the teams have really formed a bond with each other and with their training. That's important. Yeah, yeah. And they love their TAs and their TAs are, um, some of them, the TAs are even newer to uh, the service now skills, but that doesn't stop them from being incredible um, teachers for them. They What they're teaching them is how to find the answers to the questions that they have. And they work through labs together and they work on group projects together. So I think it's that, um, that sort of team aspect. Uh, they're encouraging each other throughout the entire program. And really, we, you know, we talk a lot about placement on the next gen team, because if we're not getting people into employment, then why are we doing this, right? And I like to say that placement really starts day one in the classroom. We're not really talking to employers until they get towards the end of the program, but we're working on placement from day one by preparing them for um, the interviews that they're going to have by building their confidence, not just building their skills, but building their confidence and their ability to talk through the things that they're learning throughout the program. 
That's important. It's, it's, it goes beyond just the technical. You've got, you've got that presentation that, that, that facade isn't the right word, but you know what I'm talking about. You got to be able to confidence. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's confidence is everything. And, you know, knowing the material obviously is a confidence builder, but just these, these teams of, of participants being able to really kind of build each other up um, is, is even better really than the skills training that they're getting. It sounds like when you've got this cohort together, you've got a great community of people that can rely on each other. Do you cover the other communities that are available? Like, hey, our online community is there for asking questions or reach out to this LinkedIn group or do you, do you get into much of that? Absolutely. That's critical. I did that as a trainer when I was teaching public courses and I do that in all of the cohorts. We actually do a session on your resources because we want them to know not just about the community, but about the product documentations as site and about the uh, the now learning and the developer community. We, we actually kind of do a demo of all of those different resources nice. for them because we're trying to teach them. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but we're trying to teach them how to fish, right? We're not going to be with them forever and we want them to be successful. I was, I was going to go with teach them to fly, but fishing works as well. <laughs> like, time to leave the nest. Go. <laughs> uh, I get occasionally, I mentioned LinkedIn. I get uh, about once every couple of weeks, somebody says, hey, I watched your JavaScript videos. Are you, are you recommending, you know, non-now learning resources? Um, we are. We are. In, um, in both the 12-week and the 16-week program, they do learn some JavaScript skills before they take scripting in ServiceNow. And we actually use your videos, Chuck Tomasi, <laughs> um, that are out on YouTube because I, I have found and, and the feedback that I have gotten has been that um, there, there's like small bites of information. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of videos, but they, they, they come to them in small bites and it's easy for them to digest. So we recommend Code Academy, but we start with the Chuck Tomasi JavaScript videos. So, and then they go from that into the scripting and service now fundamentals. And, you know, in addition to the JavaScript, we also have some, you know, some different worksheets and things that we've created on the next gen team that we use to try to give them practical experience in the things that they're learning. That's awesome. I was wondering where these messages were coming from. And then I realized, hey, wait a minute. Someone's feeding this information. I should also mention that the videos are now available through Now Learning with the community <gasps> contributed content. As of mid-April, they officially got launched there. So there that's that's the start of a larger uh endeavor to get more contributed content into Now Learning. So if anybody's interested, I want to give the listeners an action item, some homework, if you will. Because I'm sure they know somebody who might be a candidate for this and would like to reach out. How can they help identify people that might be good for this program? I think that the main criteria that we're looking for is people who are new to tech and new to ServiceNow, right? We don't want somebody that's been in the ecosystem and and is just looking for additional training. We're looking to tap into entry-level talent. Mm-hmm. So if you know somebody that's been trying to get into tech, maybe they don't have a college degree, that's fine. Um, they just want to break into tech and they're interested in service now, you can absolutely send them to apply for our program. We've got an, an application. It's nextgeneration.service-now.com 
forward slash apply. And that will give them some information about the program and about the application process. And really, all they have to do is apply. And, you know, we're going to do the best that we can to seat them in one of our cohorts. The link will be in the show notes. The link will be in the blog entry. You'll be able to find it. If you can't, let me know. Reach out to either me or Tracy, and we will get that there. There's got to be some really interesting backgrounds from these people, whether it's a you know, hair salon stylist or grocery store manager. What are some of the interesting stories or transformations you've heard? Um, so there's a lot um, just in the Skillbridge space. In you know, my very first pilot program for Skillbridge started in February of last year, and one of my participants was a Navy cook. Um, another one of my participants was in the Navy band, and she played the clarinet. So, you know, these, (laughs) I know, right. It's, I mean, but it's amazing to see somebody go from being, um, you know, a a Navy cook to, to breaking into tech. Listen, listen, a career in tech really, and this is why I do what I do. A career in tech can be life-changing for somebody who hasn't had the opportunity to, you know, go to college and, and go, you know, kind of go down that path. And, we had one veteran who came through Skillbridge who was homeless. So a homeless veteran, which should not even be a thing no. in the United States of America. But he spent some time homeless and he was an aircraft mechanic. And, um, you know, now he works in the ServiceNow ecosystem. So um, when the pandemic shut a lot of things down, a lot of people lost jobs. We changed our focus to trying to reach out to people that we knew that were affected by that shutdown. And, you know, I, I don't cook a whole lot. So my husband and I spend a lot of time eating out. And so I know a lot of like servers and bartenders and, you know, we tried to, I helped as many of those people as I could either get into one of our programs or get into our, we've got a now learning next gen pass that we use for on-demand learning for people who can't you know, sit in a program because it is time consuming for that 12 or 16 weeks, it's 40 hours a week. So if we have somebody who can't do that, we, we threw them into our now learning path and, and at least they got to take some fundamental training and we were here to help them if they needed it. So, I mean, it could be a target cashier. It could be, you know, a bartender. It could be a mechanic. It could be a Navy cook. Somebody wants to get out of that I mean, my dad was a mechanic and that's hard, hard labor. And you get to a point where that becomes very challenging. And so to give people like that the opportunity to break into tech, like I said, it really can be life changing, not just for them, but for their, you know, for their whole family. Absolutely. Yeah. It it, it just gives them a whole new lease on life. You, you mentioned the aircraft mechanic that was homeless. That could have easily been my brother. He was an Air Force aircraft mechanic and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, turned out a little different from him. He did not go into a tech career, but uh, you know that that one hit home. <laughs> that one hit home, Tracy. So if if anybody out there is listening and you think you know somebody who might be interested in this, or you bring it up at the dinner table, when when people say who do you work for, you say I work as a software developer uh, for ServiceNow or with ServiceNow and this partner, whatever it is, you know. The enthusiasm in our community is wonderful. Share that with them. And don't forget, you say, hey, if you're interested in living the dream like I am, 
we've, we've got a way to get you on board. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you necessarily go downtown and you know, start passing out business cards to the homeless people, but maybe you've been doing this since 2000. No, the program was, was initiated in 2018. And when was your first inaugural cohort graduated? Um, we did a different program that we no longer do back in 2019. So we we took 30 veterans through training and into employment back in 2019 through sort of a different program. We learned a lot from that program, which led us to what we're doing today. Um, so small numbers in 2019 and, and 2020. And, um, you know, we just help them as as we can. And now, like I said, we're ramping up this year. Um, we've got 37 that are gra- graduating in June from Skillbridge and another 40 that are graduating in June from our, our 12-week program. Well, if that doesn't get you out of the bed in the morning to go, I'm I'm helping change lives, I don't know what does. I mean, that's, that's just so impressive and so exciting. Let me ask you, who is conducting all this training? It's certainly not you all over the world. There's got to be a team. Um, I will tell you back in 2019, um, Kristen Nepper is is my boss. And she in 2019, I remember she used to say, we're throwing pasta at the wall to see what sticks. Um, I did a lot of the training myself in 2019, and I spent a lot of time in Philly and Tampa. Um, but now we've got our feet underneath us. We've figured out what's sticking to the wall and we're using um, ServiceNow trainers. We're using partner trainers. Um, we've got specific partners that have become next-gen partners in order to help us uh, with the training and, and the TA work that we, that we have in the program. How many trainers would you say you have out there doing this now? More than 20, less than 100. Okay, a lot and growing all the time, I suspect. Yeah. That is amazing. I mean, even if you took 20 and you had a cohort of 100, that's 2,000 people that are being served by this program right now. And that's probably yeah. on the conservative side. That's incredible. That just, oh, it, 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 it's so exciting. I want to be a part of this. Well, you are a part of this, Chuck, because they watch your JavaScript videos. I made some videos. Yeah, that, okay, <laughs> I'll take some low-hanging fruit there. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. It has been a joy and a treat and inspiring to talk to you today. Before we let you go, let them know how they can reach you, because I'm sure somebody out there listening to this is going, yes, yes, and more yes. So you can always connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I am not a social media guru by any means, but I do have a network out there and I do use LinkedIn to, you know, to talk about this program and to recruit for this program. So connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and you can always email me, uh, tracy.miller at servicenow.com. And we also have a next gen email address. It's just nextgen at servicenow.com. Easy enough. Yeah. So they can email with, you know, specific program questions and and whatnot. And then um, I think that's it. Unless you want me to hand out my cell phone number. <laughs> Probably not. You'd be the first on this show. <laughs> that ought to get enough information to them. And I will put the instance, the application in the show notes as well as mentioned before. Thank you very much, Tracy. And thank you, wonderful listener, for joining us today. I'll have links for all of this information as promised. Don't forget to check out the other ServiceNow podcasts. You can find them all at servicenow.com slash podcast. 
Breakpoint is brought to you by ServiceNow executive producer Chuck Tomasi, video captions by Earl Duquet, and to find out more about the ServiceNow developer program, head over to developer.servicenow.com. Again, I can't say it enough. Thank you so much, Tracy, for joining us today. You're welcome. It was a pleasure to be here. Please let us know what you think about this podcast. You can leave feedback or ask questions in the ServiceNow community. For more great information on ServiceNow development, check out the ServiceNow developer portal at developer.servicenow.com. Thanks for listening. I did one of these with Cat Lang one time and realized that I sound like I'm from Oklahoma. So, where are you from? Oklahoma. That was too logical. Tracy Miller, senior manager. Let me try that again. I don't get asked how I'm doing too often, so apparently I don't know how to answer it. Let me do that again. That was that was uh, that was ugly the way it came out because it was. Uh, God, I don't even know how to say this without saying it wrong. Oh goodness, I I don't even I don't even reference qualifiers. <laughs>